You're listening to Pole Parlor, a fun, inspiring podcast for all those bewitched by pole dance. Each week, your Madam Crimson Minx has candid conversation with unique, engaging individuals from within and around the pole dance community. Pole Parlor is passionate about preaching creativity, soulful sensuality, and empowerment through pole dance. Welcome everyone to Pole Parlor. This is episode 15, Maggie Ann. I'm your host, Crimson Minx. On this episode, we have Maggie Ann. Maggie is a pole dance performer, instructor, and competitor from central Massachusetts. On this episode, we talk about her recent first runner-up victory at Miss Pole Dance America, the realities of participating in and judging pole dance competitions, finding your voice as a dancer, or what we refer to as being a movement artist, and what it's like being a full-time pole professional. And as always, head over to the blog at poleparlor.com to check out Maggie Ann's post-podcast interview where she shares her favorite photos, music, video, and more. So without further delay, here's Maggie Ann. Welcome, Maggie Ann, to the Pole Parlor Podcast. How are you today? Hello, I'm good. How are you? Thanks for having me. Oh, doing so well. So happy to have you here. So we can jump right on in. Sounds how good. long have you been polling and how did you first discover pole dance? Well, um, I've been polling for a little over four years now. And um, the way I got into it, I can't exactly remember what brought me to looking it up online or what made me think of pole dancing, but for some reason I was online looking for something new to do. I was in a long-distance relationship at the time. We lived about 600 miles away from each other um, and saw each other maybe twice a year. So, you know, I wanted to do something to surprise him. So it was something new and different and fun. So I ended up looking up pole dancing and found one in the area. So I started attending class and absolutely fell in love with it, just fell in love with it. And in the end, ended up falling out of love with the boyfriend in the long distance (laughs) relationship (laughs) and has have been in a committed relationship with pole for about four years now. Uh, Yeah. Boys are temporary. (laughs) Pole's forever. Exactly. Exactly. Let me see. Yeah. My pole's still out there in the studio. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's so cool. And so what were you, did you have a dance history or like an athletic history or anything? Because four years you've gotten very good and have accomplished a lot in such a short (laughs) amount of time. It's, um, I never had a dance background. I was never a dancer. I think maybe when I was five, my mother tried to put me in ballet (laughs) and I ended up kind of running out of there, you know, crying and not wanting to have anything to do with it. So, um, (laughs) dance has never been on the top of my list of things that I'm good at, but, um, I started soccer about the age of six and, um, just continued it until about 18, 19. And, um, yeah, so it was just soccer all year round. Then I got into club teams. So it was just a lot of hips going side to side, you know, knocking girls over, hip checking, not so much in a circle as they do now. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. Wow. So I think, you know, that's funny because I think Sarah Jade also has a history in soccer, if I'm not mistaken. So there must be some, yeah, I'm pretty sure I read that. 
I don't know. But See, we can be reformed as yeah. soccer players. <laughs> yeah, I played soccer as well. So it must just be something. Well, at least you know how to commit to something and how to be, yeah. you know, really push through those tough physical moments. But then when you get older, you're like, eh, I want to do something a bit more with my feminine side or, yeah, you know, don't want to be running around outside for 60 minutes being that rough so yeah I actually uh, did hula hoop for uh picked it up about two years before I started pole um so you know just speaking off the wanting to do something a little more feminine I saw that as a form of dance that I could do without actually just being me dancing I could actually hold something and distract people from you know my dance moves and it's oh look what the hoop does not look what I do (laughs) <laughs> oh, that's a really cool way to, to think about that. Yeah, because you're transitioning into like more flowing movement as opposed to more jarring movement, even though you still get just as much, if not more bruises in pole as you would exactly. from, you know, soccer or something, a sport like that. But yeah, so, huh. Yeah, the hoop and the pole, both something that is like an apparatus that can help you transition into to feeling more comfortable in your dance flow. Exactly. Cool. And so are you a full-time pole dancer now? Is it like your job? Yeah. uh, For about a year now, I've been doing it. I got laid off of my job uh, last year. I was administrative, um, did shipping, stuff like that. You know, basic eight-hour day, sitting at a desk, sucking my soul out through a computer, (laughs) you know, that kind of stuff. The universe works in mysterious ways sometimes. Yeah. So instead of panicking and freaking out and trying to find a new job right away, I kind of took it as an opportunity to explore this pole thing. You know, how can I, you know, continue this? How can I make this something that I do every day where I'm happy with what I'm doing? And um, I was approached by a student of mine and he said, you know, "I, I believe in you. I think that we could absolutely make this work. So I'd love to start a studio. And uh, we did that three months after I got laid off in March last year. And uh, we've been going strong ever since. What's the name of the studio and where is it located? It's Paradigm Pole Fitness and we're in Worcester, Massachusetts. Cool. Wow. Is there, yeah. um, is there many other studios in that area or were you kind of? Yeah, there's um, in the surrounding, probably about 25 minutes in one direction is the closest studio. Okay, so it's not, okay, it's not like condensed at this point. Oh, no, 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 no. We're the only real pole studio in Worcester. Um, And uh, yeah, so it's really good. We're, everyone's far enough away from each other that we're not all stepping on each other's toes, but close enough that we can actually, you know, work in between each other's studios. So students sometimes go, you know, between two studios, which I think is great. You know, you should never pigeonhole yourself to just one instructor all the time. It's great to learn, you know, from different people. I mean, I still take level two classes from, you know, anyone that I can get because it's always good to work on stuff that, you know, I don't so much work on anymore. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. A collaboration and not seeing each other as competition, but as, you know, how can you work with each other? Exactly. I mean, it's, it's great. You know, I, I enjoy it. So. Wow. So, so you open the studio Yep. And so, and you compete a lot, but just out of curiosity, as a full-time dancer, like, what would your average day be like then? So, um, or week, because I know it probably, you know, what, what comes with all of that? Um, it's just, uh, you know, getting up, dealing with emails right off the first thing in the morning, um, 
I also teach at another studio, so I kind of, you know, split my hours. Any given week, it's 16 to 20 classes a week that I teach. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. That's intense. <laughs> I, Hence the I, guns. Look at your biceps. That's... <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so I, I teach a lot, but um, I, I love teaching, and I'm learning to, you know, delegate the classes a little bit more. So give them away sometimes when I need a break and stuff like that, and not take all the responsibility on myself. But I've learned to ask for help. We just hired um, one. We just transitions one transitioned one of the students into one of the instructors here at Paradigm. So it's been a nice break to kind of go, hey, my arm's hurting me today. Can you cover? And then I can just relax and what is this <laughs> or you're traveling to Colorado to judge a competition and you just are not going to be present exactly I have been traveling a lot the past month it's been about five weeks every weekend I've been gone so far it started with Miss Pole Dance it moved on to Colorado I've got CPC this weekend I've got PoleCon next weekend so oh my goodness yeah that yeah. brings us perfectly into the next thing I wanted to talk to you about because you know other than running a studio and having those responsibilities I mean you're essentially training as an athlete right because yes. you have won a a ton of competitions in the past um couple years two or three yes, about years two, two years now yeah and um for those who don't know maggie and just won um first runner up in miss pole dance america in nashville yeah. which is um incredible and i'm gonna put that performance alethea and her team cut a really nice video of that of you so i'm gonna put that in the show notes so people can go check it out um, awesome. And I saw you win, I don't know the name of the competition, but it was at Pole Expo in Las Vegas last year. Yeah, the Pole Classic. Pole Classic. Okay. So you won that last year. Yes. Um, and so you're an amazing competitor and performer. Thank you. Yeah. So what is what do you think makes for a good competition piece? Um, I think it's all dependent on people's, you know, what they like to do. Me personally, I need a character and a story to connect to. Otherwise, it just feels like I'm putting on the radio and just getting up on stage and, and dancing. You know, I, I need that that connection that kind of, um, you know, I need something to drive me, that fire inside. So I feel like when I when I find a character and I find a story that's something that's propelling me. So now I've got to, you know, do the story justice and I've got to, I've got to figure out how to take the story and, and make it make sense in pole, you know, where I'm still doing pole moves, but they're, they're still telling the story as I, as I go. Um, I think, you know, for me personally, I love when I see a character and I see connection with the audience and I see that, that fire in their eyes. And, you know, I, I find that to always be a great, a competition piece yeah so, yeah and you can tell and you know as an odd someone watching from the audience you can tell who has that so that what's that process look like like do you just get inspired by a song first or are you inspired by a character first or an emotion that you're trying to feel um I uh it, it really it's all over the place like Miss Pole Dance I was talking with a friend of mine and she said oh you know what are you gonna do because I let her know you know we've got to present our ideas and stuff and I said I want something strong and something powerful but very um you know feminine at the same time and and then I mentioned you know something like Joan of Arc and I said it out loud and kind of went huh 
And then it kept popping up randomly in, in things that I would see online or like a TV show I was watching or something. That name would keep popping up and it was just basically screaming at me to like take this and do it. So, um, or it can be sometimes it's a song that I hear like Roxanne. That was, that was yeah. in my list of what I wanted to do for about, I had that for about three years. I wanted to do a competition piece for it and I didn't ever feel ready enough to do it. I didn't feel like I could match that music. And then you know, for, um, nationals and pole classic, it just, it felt so right. And I, I just had to do it, you know? So it's, I usually go by gut feeling and, and the minute I get those goosebumps, you know, the minute I feel those goosebumps, I'm solid. That's, I know that that's the song or that's the thing I want to do. Yeah. It's been working out for you. So yeah. <laughs> do you have advice for anyone who's never competed before and is looking to start breaking into competitions? Any like suggestions or advice for them? Um, just stay true to yourself. You know, don't look at other people and go, I've got to do that. I've got to be that. I want to be that. I have to move like that. You know, I'm not a dancer. I don't dance when I'm on stage, really. I find ways to move that feel true to myself, that feel like I'm showing me. I'm not trying to just throw in a dance move that I don't really know how to do or because I feel like you know, you watch some people and you're like, wow, that's really amazing. I really admire that, but that's not me. So I've got to stick to what's me. And I think that that comes through on stage when you see that genuineness, that, that natural, this is the way I move, you know, um, I, I just, I really, I think that that's incredibly important because people have, I've, you know, see so many people, with so much pressure on themselves mm-hmm. to, you know, go into this, it's got to have this and it's got to have this and it's got to have this. It's, you have to get on stage and feel good with what you're doing. So if you're not happy with what you've put in because you're trying to add all these things you think you need in there, you know, then in the long run, you're going to be disappointed, you know, and, and makes sense. Yeah. You just, you, you want to stay true to yourself. And, you know, when you're, when you're practicing, don't go by what other people are doing. Just practice the way you practice. My practice is, sporadic and all over the place. And sometimes I come in and just touch a pole and want to cry. And then sometimes (laughs) I come in and I feel really great. You know, it's not, it's not a pretty process, but, um, it's, it is the process. It's, it's something you have to learn to just love and and embrace and, and realize that it's going to change and you're going to have to adapt to it. And that's just the way it's going to be. Yeah. Do you, because you said that you don't dance, do you have a hard time connecting to yourself as like calling yourself a dancer? Yes. I am. That's why I just, it's a performer. I'm a probably perform. I'd rather just, because I don't feel like I dance. I feel like my body hears the music. Mm-hmm. You know, when you put a song on and you're just kind of like, you're messing around next to the pole before you do a move, you know, and you'll just be like, do like a body roll or like a head <laughs> flipper, you know, and then you yeah. do something with your hands. It's something like that. When the music kind of tells your body what to do and, and you just follow suit, you know, it doesn't have to be something specific. It doesn't have to be a specific dance move. It just has to be, you know, movement. what you think you need to do. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So you, maybe we'll call you a movement artist. How about that? There you go. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> if you're still activating to dancer. <laughs> Definitely. So do you, so do you have like other competitions lined up? Is that kind of your focus in your career right now to be working your way through the competition circuit? And what really um, draws you to that? And do you anticipate getting out of it? Um, or are you over it? <laughs> that's the thing. You're always, you know, like Miss Pole Dance America after that. I was like, oh, that's, you know, this broke me. I, I think I'm done. You know, I think I'm just... You know, you get in that emotional response kind of time and you're just 
stressed out and everything, but I think it's, I'm going to, I want to give myself some time. I'm going to, you know, put competing on the back burner for a while until there's a competition that comes up that, that, you know, maybe like pole theater next year. That is something I'm definitely aspiring to do. I would love to get a chance to, to be on that stage. It just was too much this year to try to do it. So, um, you know, I think in a year, I just want to go back to kind of honing my teaching skills and being able to just get on the pole for me, not get on the pole and go, okay, I've got to put this together and I've got this coming up and this coming and I just want to just move and just, you know, yeah. <laughs> I give you so much credit. I give everyone who competes and even performs so much credit because that stress of having to put yourself out there, but also train intensely for it. And then you kind of, it, it is your job. And then you kind of lose that, um, just freeness of going and taking a class. Cause you're like, I got to work on that one thing. Exactly. So you're like, okay, maybe I'll just rest and I just won't go to that class. And now I, I want to go back to the gym and I want to just freestyle again for the hell of it. And yeah, that's cool. Cause the competitions will always be there. And as more performances yep. are coming, you know, are being developed and coming about, you know, I could see, would you have interest in doing more performance for and not the competitive circuit for oh yeah okay without a doubt you know um, I'm gonna be performing at the Polestar showcase uh, at Pole Expo so okay. oh, cool. yeah so I'll get to do that and I'm very excited about that Fanya you know approached me and I was very flattered and um since you won it excited. last year you yeah can, <laughs> you could just show exactly here <laughs> But I'm so excited for that because it doesn't have to – now I get to just explore and, and try new things and, you know, like you said, make it more movement-based this time rather than, you know, maybe pulling out a huge story. Maybe I just get to finally just, you know, move to music rather than have to you know, dictate something. So um, definitely performances would be nice. It's just, you know, New England over here, it's very hard to oh, – we're not L.A. and we're not, you know, any of these these – bigger cities that have a lot of performance opportunities. Um, so, but I, I've created some for my own, um, did a charity showcase last year for a couple months. So we picked a different charity every month and had a bunch of the local students and teachers come and perform. And it was just a fun night. It changed the theme every time. Oh, that's really cool that you were able to do that. So, um, but the competitions, it is really what has given you the, the recognition, right? And how oh, absolutely. that kind of like leads to now being able to do, do more, be more selective with your performances and things like that. Is that kind of, I, I've been doing this podcast for a while now and I'm still trying to wrap my head around like, well, okay, so how does this process work when you are a full-time pole dancer? Like, well, how do how do you make it work? And it seems like you know the competition circuit is where you get your name out there, and that you can kind of jump board into what you want to do next. Absolutely, it definitely is a great stepping stone to you know get to where you want to be. And sometimes you know if you're not so keen on on competing, a necessary evil that yeah. you just may have to just go in and do it. For me, it was just not having a, a place to perform and just going, okay, well, there's a competition, so that's a stage, yeah. and I can get on that stage and. It wasn't so much about winning. It was just about being able to tell my story and, you know, making sure that I told it the way I wanted to. So, 
Yeah, so many people I've talked to enter into competitions for that very reason, which is very cool because it allows you to flex your creative muscle and, you know, showcase your talents and, um, you know, and invite people to come watch you where a lot of times those opportunities don't exist otherwise. Exactly. And then, but you also judge competitions. Um, I am so stressed out when I judge. Really? Because, you know, I now have people's fate in my hands and it's, it's incredibly stressful because you never want to tell someone who's put so much time and so much effort and so much heart into their pieces that, you know, put them into a numbered ranking and say, well, you got eighth and you got 10th, you know, and it's, it hurts me to do that. You know, I, I, cause I understand from the other end what goes into it. You know, I haven't just, I've come from competing to judging. So I absolutely understand the other end of it. And, um, it's just, you know, it's a little bit heartbreaking for me sometimes to have to do that to people. So I always, you know, encourage people if you want to, you know, send me an email and be like, okay, so, you know, what did you, what do I need to improve on? Like, that's what I would rather do just be able to give feedback. Um, but you know, it's, competition so you have to do it and um so yeah but just know that it, it as judges we are very stressed out we mm-hmm. you know we, we're on the panel cheering for you guys you know when we see that you're almost going to slip out of something we're sitting there going you know come on girl come on get that leg in there you know <laughs> get that hand on there um so it's you're not just sitting there drinking cocktails like yeah exactly we're not really. we're not just sitting back there going yeah 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 whatever you know <laughs> yeah you know just like all judgy with our faces it's yeah. not like that we're you know we're really it's a really hard job I and um you know Colorado this past weekend was so difficult there was so much talent on the stage and you know, usually there's like a very clear winner and sometimes, you know, you then you have people trickling in, but it was just, you know, talent after talent after talent. So it was, it was such a pleasure to watch, but it was so fucking hard to, oh, can I say, can I say that? Okay. Totally. All right. I, okay. Cause I'm a sense myself. Yeah. It was so fucking yeah. hard to do. It was, yeah. <laughs> it was really, really difficult. Um, but, uh, just know that it's not coming from, you know, we're not looking down at you at all. We just, we have to you know, put you in a placement and, um, but it's, it's hard for us. It's your job. It's our job. Exactly. But it's, it's still very difficult. So. Yeah. But it sounds like you really enjoy teaching. I mean, you have to, if you're teaching that many damn classes a week, (laughs) my word. (laughs) Oh yeah. So you, um, I, I'm not sure what this is, but I saw that you have developed a program called hybrid fit. Yes. Can you talk about that? It's a fitness program that my friend Dashiell and I um, got together and designed. It's um, basically to improve your athletic performance using a combination of strength and conditioning and stabilization and flexibility training. So it's combining all these elements of pole, but presenting them in a different light, you know, in a more fitness based um, uh, setting. So what we do is um, we kind of offer customized plans for people. Uh, we offer nutrition advice. We don't actually make meal plans for people because obviously we're not um, qualified to do that. And there's no way that I'm going to do that. But I will share my experiences with them, with the research that I've done, because, you know, we are very we want to be informed and we want to have knowledge and we want to pass that on to people. So um, we definitely give you guys, you know, um, information okay. in addition to, you know, the fitness regimen that we have put together. Oh, that's cool. So people can reach out to you and work with you one-on-one just in terms of 
um, like maybe in tandem with their training for whatever they're trying to achieve. Exactly. So they should shoot us a message and they say, Hey, you know, we have a little dialogue about what they want to accomplish, how we can help them accomplish it. Um, the resources that they are readily accessible, that's readily accessible to them. And then we just build the plan off of that, you know, so we have, you know, these gym plans for people. And then we've got these videos that we send them for, if you don't know how to deadlift, here's a video of of us explaining how to deadlift. You don't know how to do like a bicep curl. Here's a video of us explaining how to do a bicep curl. So it's, um, yeah. So we, we definitely provide everyone with, we're not just sending you out into the gym going, okay, do this, 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 this. (laughs) good luck. Yeah. Yeah. You could get that off the internet for free, but it's more like also the accountability and things like that. Yeah. Yeah. We always talk on this podcast about cross training for pole and how everything from burlesque to, you know, belly dancing to pulling to everything is part of like your tool belt for being a puller. And this is no exception that it's strength training. Yeah. So you don't hurt yourself because you get all excited and then you really want to do this trick. And then, you know, if you don't have the strength for it, it can really lead to injury. So, yeah. And we've had a lot of focus on stabilization. Okay. You know, very, very important when, you know, a lot, you've seen a lot of shoulder injuries lately. Yeah. A lot right. of, <laughs> you know, twisted grip things. And so we kind of go through the, the balancing of the upper body and how to keep yourself from, these different pains that you're going to have, you know, twisting the shoulder in a way that it's not engaging, but you're just holding on and tearing things when you don't realize it, you know, it's giving people that, that good base foundation so that, you know, in the long run, they're not going to, that foundation isn't going to crumble underneath them. It's going to stay solid and they're just going to continue to build on it. So important because I see so many people sideline for injuries and it's just because you're right. You don't have that solid foundation. So um, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna put um, your your information in the in the notes if anyone wants to reach out to you about the program because it sounds yeah. really cool, especially people who are like really getting into wanting to um, progress in their tricks. Because- yeah, we absolutely have. A, so that's another thing that we send in. You know, they can ask for pole lessons, like Skype lessons, on top of you know we have people that are local that do it that we offer. Okay, you have this many pole lessons, you have this many gym sessions, you know, this many, you know, of, of whatever else, flexibility training. And then, um, it's just, uh, they can contact us any hour of the day if they have questions on anything. So it's, it's definitely, we're there for the accountability for it and we're there to offer the information for you. Oh, wow. What a cool program. Yeah. (laughs) And so, um, you're also a, um, a brand ambassador for Rad Poolware. Sorry, there was no segue into that. I just no, it's remembered okay. I wanted to ask you. That. <laughs> yeah, so so we're off hybrid fit. Um, but now yeah. on to um, Rad Poolware. I'm curious, what does it mean to be a brand ambassador? Like, what does um, that entail? How did that relationship start? I'm always curious when I see this. So, so I um I got contacted November of 2013 by Rad. This is before I had gone into any professional competition, hadn't made a name for myself at all. I was just this little person on Instagram, putting up little Instagram videos and, you know, just being happy and doing whatever (laughs) Um, before the competition circuit came around. And um, it's uh, so they contacted me, you know, maybe an offer in that time. Um, Marion was on there, uh, Manuela, um, Maddie Sparkle. So I'm looking at these huge names and I'm going, (laughs) Me? Are you sure you've got the email right? Um, but 
that, you know, I obviously graciously accepted right away. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's, it's been great. They, they're a great company to be an ambassador for. So obviously they send me awesome clothes and I get to wear them. Their stuff and is so nice. Their stuff I would call <sighs> rad. Yeah. It's only getting better. It just, every time they send me something new, I'm like, are you guys fucking kidding me? Like yeah. I can't, you know, they'll send me, they'll send me pictures of things and going, Hey, you know, just pick out what you want. And I'm like, do I have to decide or can Everything. you just send it all to me? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's amazing. They just, they just continue to grow so quickly and it's, the quality is, is just great. And the girls themselves, Evie and Amalia are just sweethearts, you know, so they're great. They're not just, you know, there in business wise. We, we talk in little messages, we have like a little group. So it's, Ooh. it's wonderful. But, you know, in addition to getting to wear the clothes and do all that stuff, it's, uh, representing the company, at least in my opinion, Um, you know, when I'm on stage or when I'm at an event or, you know, if I'm wearing their clothes or just in general, you know, it's, I'm tied to them. So I want to be able to represent them, you know, in a, in a good light and have it, you know, reflect well on them that they've chosen, you know, people that, you know, can be respectful in the community, yada, 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 all that stuff. So it's just, uh, it's like a little family, a little community. And then, um, you know. We just help promote each other. So we, it's a great, and that's another thing. It's a great support system. Yeah. So they support me, I support them. And it's just this back and forth relationship. That's just, it's just great. It's great. Where, uh, where are they located? Are they in Greece? Greece. Okay. Yes. Okay. That's what I thought. Um, yep. Yeah. If, if anyone's listening and you haven't heard of Brad Polwear, their stuff is super nice. So I definitely recommend checking them out. <laughs> <laughs> Tell Maggie Ann sent you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> cool. So kind of tying it all together, what is your trajectory moving forward? Where do you see yourself in the pole world? Um, I have no idea because I have no idea what's going to happen, where it's going to go, what I'm going to feel like doing. Um, I just know that I want to keep teaching and I, okay. I love teaching. So I just know that that needs to stay as a constant in my life. I I get so much joy out of it and it's, it's, you know, I can have a really crappy day and just feel really shitty and then come into the studio and it kind of just melts away for the four hours that I'm here, you know, and I get to be around people that I absolutely love seeing and, and, um, it's, it just, it's so great, you know, that it's like a little escape. I almost feel selfish at times because I come here and I'm like, oh, you guys make me feel so good. And, um, (laughs) (laughs) you get paid for it. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. It's very hard to believe that this is my job. And it's what I do for work. <laughs> yeah. So cool. Yeah. And I, I wanted to ask you just about uh, quickly your experience with Miss Pole Dance America. Um, what was that like? And what's like, congratulations, by the way. It's such an honor to be selected for that. Um, it was, it was, uh, it was crazy. It was a roller coaster. It was all over the place. Um, you know, I got there and a lot of things were messed up. The hotel was messed up, you know, it was just nothing that had to do with the competition, yeah. just reservation stuff. Life so, stuff. Um, yeah, it was exactly, it was Friday the, thir- the 13th. It was, <laughs> you know, the first time I'd actually experienced Friday the 13th <laughs> firsthand. And, um, it was, uh, so that was definitely a roller coaster of a day. And then Saturday came around and tech rehearsal was very sketchy for me. I, didn't feel like I was connecting and I didn't feel on and I was then in my head and stressed out and this and that. But, um, it was, uh, you know, it was surrounded by great people. So, you know, friends saw that I was struggling and they kind of pulled me aside and they were like, Hey, 
what's you know what's going on just just so you know we went into the poll room and and just kind of reworked what I wanted to do they just were just like you know basically holding me accountable okay get in here just do what makes you feel good you know because I wasn't taking my own advice that I mentioned earlier I was saying you know I've got to have this and I've got to have that and I've got to have this and they were like you know just let that go and just do what you're going to do and and after that I felt great you know I, I felt like relieved and like I was ready to to get on stage and and do you know do Joan of Arc proud yeah. and uh you know, you, you can only, you know, you've, you've got that one shot and you just have to get on there and just lay it all out there. And it, it's, everyone's going to have, oh, I wish I had done this. I wish I had done that. It's just the way it's going to be, you know, so you just have to love it for what it is. Yeah, you have to enjoy it. And it's a good competition to end on, like, why, you know, as you said, you really want to concentrate on, on teaching and things like that. Like, it's such a major um impressive competition to even been chosen to to dance in so yeah and I think that's why I felt so much pressure because I was like man this show is big this is like (laughs) I am with some big names on the stage but it was not a competition vibe at all it was like you know almost like we're all backstage singing kumbaya it was just (laughs) everyone was so supportive and so like amped up for each other you know there was a little monitor backstage so the girls would kind of you know we gather around and we'd watch whoever was on stage and be cheering them on from backstage and they would come off and you know people would be like bowing and people would be high-fiving each other and hugging each other and it was just such a great vibe back there that you couldn't feel stressed out really because everyone was just so supportive no one was you know side-eyeing you or trying to like size you up we were all just there to just get on stage and present what you know you spent months preparing for and, and get to tell your story and bring the show basically. And that's what it felt like. It felt like a show that, you know, you just ended up placing at the end. <laughs> yeah. Lathian's done a really good job at setting it up that way. So yeah, so much respect to her for that. And for, you know, the disposition of all the girls who are like true professionals involved that. Yeah. It know, was maintain that level of integrity and support. Yeah, and I'm usually not one to watch, you know, other people's performances before I go on, but yeah. I just, I couldn't not watch it, you know? <laughs> like, Lux was on before me, I couldn't not watch that, so. <laughs> yeah, understandably, like, coming out on a bed and 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 working it, how can you close yeah. your eyes to that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cool, so, yeah. yeah, so now, you know, you're, um, you if people want to find you, you're taking a little break from competing. You'll be teaching. Will you be traveling doing workshops though? Or? Yes. So okay. CPC this weekend for PSO, I'll be doing workshops at the brass ring. Okay. Um, from three to five, uh, that's sold out. Um, I am at Polcon next Friday for that's a signature in- tricks workshop. Yeah. Down in Fort Worth, in Fort Worth, Texas. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And then I uh, get a break for a while. I was actually considering doing like a little mini East Coast thing, mm-hmm. um, just kind of running up and down the East Coast, something simple that isn't too much travel, like getting on a plane and coming yeah. back and getting on a plane and coming back. Um, but uh, the next thing I have is going to nationals and judging that and um, possibly performing there. Not sure yet. Um, workshops are going to be set up. Uh, Pole Expo, I've got workshops there, Um, be performing in the Pole Star Showcase, Uh, get to see my rad girls again, because they'll be there, so. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Okay, so 
Um, let's jump into our standard closing questions that we ask yep. everyone because I realized I kind of led you into one of those questions already. So <laughs> before I ask more about that or put your information out there, mm-hmm. who is your pole crush? This is so hard for me because there's so I can't I can't just pick one because there's so many things that I love and so many different people. I know. Okay, so we'll go way back. Okay. The very first pole crush that I had that I was like, I, this girl is making me feel things that, you know, I'm getting a little hot in here. And it was, um, it was actually Sarah Jade's uh, performance from um, Florida years ago. I don't know if she got first or second, um, might have gotten second. I'm not entirely sure, but I watched it was just like one melty thing into another, into another, into another, into another. She did this shoulder mount, chest dismount thing, and her legs curled all the way under, like still to this day. Actually, the post is probably on my Facebook somewhere from long ago <laughs> where I said, yeah, this is definitely my first pull crush. Oh. Um, so, yeah, that was definitely probably the first person that I was crushing on for um, for pull. Now it's like I look at everyone and I'm like, ah, yes, you, so yeah, hard. you, you. <laughs> mold them all together but that's so cool because everyone brings something different so that's you know yeah definitely there's not just that one person that no one else can compare to it's like everyone's bringing something different to the table which is really cool yeah but we all need that like that intro crush that really like draws us in like oh I need to start taking more classes because I need to learn to do that I want to move her I want to be able to do what she just did with her legs (laughs) yeah exactly and that's exactly what it was it was just you know a a way of dance that I just didn't move like that I didn't have that that liquidy kind of feel to it so I actually then spent some time starting to freestyle and starting to try to find that you know that natural kind of liquid Mm-hmm. Um, body movement, you know, and it's it's not that kind of sexy, you know, side that that she has, but it's you know developed into my own thing. So it's it's definitely you know you get inspiration from anywhere. It's it's awesome. Yeah, yeah. You pull what yeah. what is meaningful to yeah. you from people's performances, and that's you know going to be different from person to person. So yeah, cool. And so, how would you like to see the pole community evolve over the next five years? Um, I just want us to see us actually evolve. I feel like some people are trying to devolve it in terms of like trying to pigeonhole it and put it into one thing. Like we should be this or we should be this. Like, no, we should be a million things. We should be just branching off and, and, you know, everything. Like you've got, you know, aerial spinning pole now and things like that. It's, I just... I just wanted to keep evolving, you know, and not having people to say this is one way to do it. And that's the way you've got to do it in the end, you know, because mm-hmm. that's not going to get us anywhere. And, you know, we don't need to worry about society accepting us and this accepting us like fuck them. Yeah. You know, fuck them. If they don't accept us the way we are and the way we dance, then that's not our fucking problem. As long as we're happy with what we're doing. I think that that will keep us evolving. But the minute I feel like we worry about how we're presented to people who don't pull on this and that, or try to market ourselves. So we're more presentable to them. Like, nah, disingenuous, just stop. Yeah. It's the same thing how you were talking before about how, when you're planning a competition piece, don't worry what other people are doing. Yeah. Do what's to yourself. That relates in the same way where I'm trying to please others. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So I agree with that 100%. That's a great way of putting it. Awesome. 
Um, and so we touched on this before. Sorry, I've been a little scattered this interview. Um, it's all right. But it's right along with me. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> Lots of going on. Shiny objects all around. Um, but we, so we already started talking how you're doing workshops and um, how you um, have, you're going to try to focus on teaching, but maybe, you know, do some East Coast traveling. But is there anything else you want to share with our audience? And then how can people find you online and on social media? Um, uh, that's pretty much what I have going on. Okay. Uh, we have, um, traincations, uh, offering through our studio paradigm. Okay. Um, Hans, my, um, the guy who opened the studio, mm-hmm. he, um, so what you do is you come, you'll stay with him at his beautiful Victorian pink palace that he has. What? And, um, so that's included. So you don't have to worry about, you know, getting a hotel or anything. It's okay. just factored into the price and you basically get to choose your own little thing. So you can choose how many privates you want, how many classes you want, how many days you want to be here for. And, um, yeah, so, so it's, you know, people can come here What's if that they, called? uh, it's just like a little, so it's a little traincation. Traincation. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you come up for a little vacation, but you're definitely going to train while you're here. So. <laughs> gotcha. I'll put the link to your studio in, in the show notes if anyone's interested, cause I'm assuming there's a link to that. Awesome. Yeah. Yes. Yes. There definitely is. Cool. And, um, yeah, you can find me on Instagram, Maggie underscore falling, because when I started the Instagram, I was not great at poll. So there was a lot of falling involved. So <laughs> now the name com- kind of confuses people. They're like, oh, I never understood why it was called that. So. I thought it was because you liked drop moves or something. Like I always picture you doing like one of those like really dramatic fall drop moves. And I was like, yep. she just must really like that. So that's how she defines herself through her <laughs> Instagram name. Okay. You just, it was because you're falling on your head a lot. So. Oh yeah. There's actually even a picture on there of me trying to do a handstand and then me mid eating shit onto the boxes I used to work at. Um, um, so yeah. <laughs> See guys, even Maggie Ann struggled at at, at the oh, beginning yes. at some point. So hang in there. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And then so before we sign off, can you leave us with an empowering message or quote or anecdote? So um I can't remember it word for word, but it's by Joseph Conrad. And um, you know what? I actually probably have it in my notes because I keep I keep a list of um, quotes that kind of, you know, uh-huh. get me for different things. So I yeah. have quotes before I go on stage and quotes for when I'm just in the studio training and quotes for everyday life. But yeah. all right. So the, um, the quote that I like for just kind of every day when I wake up and I'm having a hard time getting myself up and getting to the studio and whatnot. Um, it's by Joseph Conrad and it says, I don't like work. No man does, but I like what is in the work, the chance to find yourself, your own reality for yourself, not for others. What no other man can ever know. They can only see the mere show and can never tell what it really means. And I, I love that. Cause you, you never know what people put into things. You don't know how many hours they're putting into training. You don't know what their training looks like. You don't you know, see that behind the scenes stuff, but the people who do, you know, I, I take the every day I get up and it, and it may be hard for me to come in here and I feel like I'm failing, but I'm not, I'm learning, you know, and I, each time it may feel like I'm taking a step back, but it's not like that. It's no matter what I've learned something, I step out of the studio and I learned, okay, today, maybe I don't train while doing this. So maybe today I realize that, you know, I need to just take a break from this. It's, but you, you're able to kind of push yourself past what you thought you weren't able to accomplish. You know, so you come in, you put in the work, maybe it doesn't feel right and you fail, but maybe you come in the next day and now something's working a little bit more and you feel like you're finally getting it. So it's just, it just keeps me coming back and it keeps me 
wanting more and it keeps me not letting the failure, you know, get to me, but it adds teach me and, and make me stronger and build me up rather than breaking myself down. So yeah, big picture. Yeah. Don't focus yes. on the, t- the tiny little setbacks because even those contribute to the, to the final result. Exactly. Which is bigger and it's not going to happen in a day or a week. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You know, if you, yeah, if you can't break yourself down and put yourself back together and continue to do so, you know, then you're, you're just going to kind of stay where you are and you're never going to grow. It's like, it just keeps you pushing. So I, I just, I love that. Yes, that's a great way to sign off, and it's been working for you. So, yeah, and um, it's, again, not that it's great to hear it, but it is always good to talk to people who are so successful from you to even hear, like, you have struggles along the way and, you know, know that it's, a, it's, a, it's an uphill battle, but it's one worth fighting for. Absolutely, absolutely. Cool. Well, again, congratulations on all of your success recently and so excited to see, you know, where things take you moving forward. And I really appreciate you taking the time to be on the podcast. Oh, it was awesome. I was very flattered that you actually wanted to talk to me and listen to me, you know, about my life. (laughs) (laughs) It's been really fun. Yeah, it was so great. Thank you so so much. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Poll Parlor podcast. Want more? Visit pollparlor.com for show notes and to link to the Facebook group where you can connect with other polaholics and continue the conversation. Listen to past episodes and subscribe to new episodes on the website, YouTube, iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Lots of love, babes. Thanks for listening.